Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 143, Wins from Doing the Work. I realized that I I just said we're on episode 143, that a majority of my episodes have been about problems that are getting in the way of creating the result of healing your heart and problems that are getting in the way of you calling in the ideal partner of your dreams. Of course, that's what majority of the episodes cover. That's why you're listening. You want to learn. You want to grow. You want to heal. You want to create your epic love life and whole life. So no mistakes. However, I really wanted to shine a light on the wins that my clients are creating that even for some of them, they weren't recognizing that they were creating those wins. And the reason why they aren't is because actually they are brilliant students. (laughs) So that might not make sense, but just stay with me. So I have a program for those of you who are not familiar. It's the same title as this podcast. Stop wanting him back and find someone better. It is for all women. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. And they are just killing it in the group. I also have a holiday offer right now where I am offering my 60 video course, same title as the podcast and as the group program. So just go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. It'll say holiday offer. I've got my sparkly Santa hat on and you can click and buy the course right then and there. You can also learn all about what all the modules entail. It is a holiday offer available through December 31st. And I will be offering five live group coaching calls to all course students who purchase the course between now and December 31st. There will be five live group coaching calls with me the first week of February of 2022. So I'm recording this podcast currently in November of 2021. The course is available. You gain lifetime access to it. It is my most affordable offer. People are creating mind-blowing results with this course. They purchased it last year. I offered it this time last year and people are finding love. People are healing their hearts and they are creating a next level amazing relationship with themselves, which in my opinion is the most important aspect of the course. So I really highly recommend that you get on that immediately. And as soon as you purchase the course, you will get the schedule for the five live group calls and you can register the Zoom links. The calls are anonymous. The only people seen on the call are myself and the person getting coached. It will be her first name only. And lots of magic will happen in this experience of being a student of the course and getting coached live. And even if you're not interested in getting coached live on the group calls, even the girls in my, I should say the women, the women in my group program, we were just talking because so many of them are having amazing transformations right now. And some of them aren't always consistently on the calls. 
sometimes they're just watching the recordings or they're consistently on the calls and they don't raise their hand all the time. But it is amazing to hear how much they learn by watching me coach other women just like them. So mind-blowing things are happening. My heart is exploding. People are finding love with the course. People are finding love with the program. People are healing their hearts left, right, and center. The world is becoming a much more happy, healed, whole space with this work. And I could not be more proud to offer this to you and more happy to get this into your hands. I actually just posted on Instagram. Well, I'm recording this the day before Thanksgiving. So I posted this on Instagram yesterday, but it really just hit me how I'm 40 years old now, but I was in my rock bottom at 30 years old. And I was desperately searching for someone to just teach me how to heal. I was craving a healed heart. And I was reading all the books, trying the different healing modalities, hopped from therapist to therapist. I did ultimately find an amazing therapist a few years later in LA. I was in my rock bottom in New York. I really struggled. I was so broke. And she, 30-year-old Claire, is the reason why I created this course, is the reason why I do what I do. And, you know, it's so natural and easy for me to talk about my 30-year-old self and that horrific worst experience of my life very naturally because I've done so much healing work, so much so to the point that I don't feel pain or triggers come up when I think about that guy and that time. It's like I have just embraced that whole experience to be the biggest learning lesson that I sometimes forget about what 30-year-old Claire would have done with this course. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you, the one-year group program, it is a bigger investment. My 30-year-old self would not have been able to have figured it out. I was so broke and I really believed money happened outside of me. I didn't believe that I was the creator of money. But 100% even 10 years ago, I probably would have borrowed the money from my parents. My parents just probably would have given it to me. If I was like, mom, there's this heartbreak coach and she is speaking my language and I have to do this course. And I I thought about my 30-year-old self in my tiny, tiny Brooklyn studio, just curled up in the freezing cold and like tossing and turning, going to bed or waking up in the middle of the night and having these videos to just watch and feel like someone is speaking my language. Someone gets me. And that's really the feedback that I have been getting from course students and program students. I just, I was really having a moment and I was thinking the exact thought of, ugh, I still want him back and having so much judgment on myself for still wanting this person back who treated me like shit. And I, it's just so helpful to just plug in the video. Maybe I'm not even doing the worksheets that are provided in the course. I'm just watching to feel like someone gets me and I'm not alone and I'm not crazy and that this pain is healable is healable a word? A word? <laughs> and finding love isn't something that maybe will happen, maybe won't. It's something that absolutely will happen when you align your mind and take deliberate action from that aligned mind. But it can get tricky because then we're reacting off of what is and isn't happening on the, on the apps and thinking what we're doing isn't working and, and then reacting off of that and then second-guessing the work. And when we second-guess the work, guess what? it keeps us further away from creating our results. So this is a great segue into 
the topic of today's episode, wins from doing the work. When you do the work, you will clock wins maybe before you're fully healed, maybe before you found your person. But it's so important to clock these wins that are unfolding because of the way that you are showing up differently. So I want to just dive into some wins that my clients were clocking, but I don't think that they were actually taking full responsibility for being creators of those wins. So as a little refresh, which might sound redundant to my loyal, consistent listeners, my coaching approach stems from the belief that it is our thinking that creates our results. Our thoughts drive actions that yield us results. Yes, actions are important, but they don't really matter if you are in disbelief about the results. And it's very easy to go, no, 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 I believe my person's out there, Claire. I believe, but... You just need to understand all of these horrific things that happened to me. And I'm just like very guarded and I've got trust issues, but like, I do believe he's out there. Sound familiar, anybody? (laughs) I used to play that card. No, I mean, he's got to be out there somewhere. It's just, it's just, you come up with all the reasons why it's hard. Definitely check out, I just don't believe he's out there. Last week's episode, episode 142, where I get into how you can start to diffuse the belief if you're struggling with not really being sure if your person is out there. And again, it can flip-flop a lot. I talk about this in the last episode, but the negative brain will always win. The disbelief will always win. And it's really important to start working the brain to shift out of that and think differently. So my clients have been working away on their thoughts, whether they are heartbroken and or single. And I'm really blown away by their work. And I'm loving the little wins that they are having along the way. And I think it's so important to recognize the wins before they even create the result of the healed heart, the result of finding their person. It actually reminds me of Uh, Another episode I recorded with my client, Emily, who I'm going to talk about in this episode. We did an episode a few months back or a couple of months back now called When You're on the Precipice of True Love. Emily came to me heartbroken, ended up getting heartbroken again by someone else. She really did the nitty gritty work to fall in love with herself, got a new job, is just moving and shaking in her life bought herself a Lexus because of this new job. And some of you listening might be like, who cares about a Lexus? Ew, superficial, Claire. You know, you might not like a Lexus, but there might be something in your life, some material thing that just feels significant, that really empowers you, up-levels you, makes you feel good. I don't drive a Lexus, but I would love to have a luxury car one day. And I really believe, I was talking about this, I know it's a side tangent, but talking about certain items that we buy or the way we present ourselves can also inspire. They're technical actions and they're material things, but they can also inspire the feel-good feels as long as we are not using them to make ourselves feel valid. There's a big difference. And I could do a whole other episode on that. It's like, validating yourself first before you find the person, which we do in the fall in love with you section and so much of what Emily did. And then she was in a position where she was able to afford herself 
a, a luxury car. And it was just, I was so psyched for her and it just made her feel so good. Here I am, this single mom who went through hell and back in a messy divorce, got my heart broken twice since then. And then I just hit pause in that, really looked at my relationship with myself. I really pushed her on not picking a new job that was going to just be a job for the sake of having a job. I wanted her to be as selective about her job as she would be about a partner. This is what I mean when I say how you are in one area of your life is how you are in all areas of your life. So before you move into the find someone better section of my course or my program, it's so important to clean up your thoughts about you. Now, I have other people in the program and one-on-one clients who already have the fancy things. The fancy things are not a result of you loving yourself. They're fun added bonuses that if they give you pleasure, fan-fucking-tastic. I think you get my deal. But I recorded an episode with Emily a couple of months back. Again, we can link that up in the show notes as well as the other episode I just referenced. This episode, when you're on the precipice of true love, I am so certain about Emily finding love through this work because of all the work she has done preparing herself to be the most up-leveled version of herself that I wanted to have that conversation before he actually entered. And no, he has not entered yet. She actually had another much more up-leveled person, but still showed himself to be unavailable. And she had more learning and healing and growing to do. And she did it just like the fucking powerhouse queen that she is. That didn't mean she was not feeling negative emotions. And she has just been killing it consistently and taking the tough love and laughing the whole way through and not afraid to cry the whole way through and not afraid to feel all of her feelings. So She and I had a great little coaching exchange in my group program the other day where she had just come off the sad feels of ending it with someone who had seemed quite promising, but she found out two months in, definitely not. And I think I was able to hear or observe that it was probably a little bit sooner, but I really let my clients figure it out for themselves. They have to see it all the way through and keep coming back and getting coached. Uh, And then ultimately I was like, girl, the writing is on the wall. You end it now or you wait another month and then you grieve that later. And she's so coachable and so open and so trusting of me for how far she has come. And so she had just moved through a little bit of sadness. I told her to take her fingers off the apps and just be with her sadness. It was disappointing because there were a lot of great promising things. And, and it's so natural after we end a relationship, no matter how short or how long, to feel the sadness, especially I get, I'm really referencing the short term relationship because it's it's like we get hopeful, right? It's very natural to get hopeful. Oh my gosh, well, this person could end up being my person. So that would be fun. And then when it's like, oh, it's not him either, it's very natural to feel discouraged, to feel sad, to feel lonely, anticipate the holidays alone again, right? This is very normal for our brains to move through this. And what I encourage my clients to do is to feel their feelings, feel their pain, let their heart break, no judgment. It's all a part of the process, which she did so beautifully. And I asked her, you know, would you be willing to move through Thanksgiving without swiping on anyone? Could you just be with yourself? Could you just be with your family and just be 
truly, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, grateful for all that you have created so far and how far you've come in the time that we have been working together. And she was like, yes, she's so coachable. She just does what I tell her to do. Of course, if she has questions, she's not a robot. She has her own mind, but she's like very trusting of my guidance of her. And it's, as I said earlier, I'm recording this episode a day before Thanksgiving. So last week she circled back and said, you know, I've actually been feeling really good. I've been out and I've been having fun and I got this job promotion. So she had this new job that got her the Lexus. (laughs) And now, I don't know, that's got to be only like two months in. Maybe she has another promotion. She's doing some work on her house, which I'm all about your physical space and up-leveling the physical space and creating that energy and that flow. And she's feeling really good about that. And she's just having a great time with her family and with her friends. And she is like, but, you know, I'm very aware that these are circumstances that I'm reacting off of that make me feel good. I'm going to slow that down. She's very aware that these are circumstances, right? The job promotion, changing stuff in the house, enjoying her family and her friends. And she wondered if it was time to go back on the apps because her feel-good feels were in a reaction to the positive things happening outside of her. And so what I offered her is use those things. Use the things that automatically has your brain thinking thoughts that make you feel good and in flow. If you're in flow and feeling good and enjoying life, now is a perfect time to swipe. And for those of you who are only tuning in halfway through the episode, which why would you? Don't know if you heard, but I'm offering this course (laughs) throughout December 31st through December 31st. And I'm launching this course. And there's a lot of work that goes behind launching a course. And simultaneously, I, little humble brag here, I am getting interviewed by uh, the Irish Independent, which is a huge Irish newspaper in Ireland. Duh. And I'm going to have my episode where I was interviewed by The Bachelorettes, uh, Caitlin Bristow. She's also co-host of The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars winner. She's amazing. And I guessed it on her podcast. I'm guessing on this new podcast that I'm obsessed with called Law of Attraction Changed My Life because a client recommended the podcast and I love it. And so I'm I'm getting a lot of exposure right now and really growing my audience and I'm selling my course at the same time. So of course I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll probably sell more courses than what I anticipated selling because of all of this exposure. Are they outside circumstances? Yes. But I also get to think those positive thoughts without relying on those circumstances. Here's a perfect example. It's like I have three dates with three really hot men and they are all, I know for a fact because I have mutual friends with all of them and they have great jobs. They are looking for love. They've all been doing work on themselves and it seems to be like I'm their type, right? You would think, oh my gosh, I'm that much closer to finding my person because I'm going out with three really, really strong potentials and I bet one of them could be my husband. 
naturally you think that. If you didn't have those three dates, you probably wouldn't think you're as close, right? This is just the way the human brain works. It isn't a problem. What I loved about Emily's question is that she was catching herself relying on outside circumstances to make her feel good and wanted to make sure that when she gets back on the apps, she's doing it because she's created her own good feelings with her mind. But I think we get to use both. And furthermore, what I offered to her and what I offered to a few other clients who I'm going to share about their experiences They're still creating it. Emily created the job promotion, whether she was looking for it or asked for it. She created that. And she created doing the work on the house. And she created the great time that she's having in her. She moved back to her home city that she loves. And she's having a great time with her friends and feeling really good with her family and just feeling really solid and good in her life as a single independent mom, which she used to really struggle and see as such a stigma. Will I ever be able to create money on my own? Will I ever be able to find my partner who will be okay with me being a single mom, right? So she's just like owning her shit. And so as a result of owning her shit, you know, on the one hand, we could call them outside circumstances, but I actually think that they're also results that we get to take credit for. And then we get to feel really good about the amazing things that are happening that we are creating and then use that to support the next result we want to create. I don't even know if I could repeat what I just said, even though I totally think it makes sense. These amazing things are happening outside of her. She recognizes that. And she came to get coaching to make sure that she was onto herself, that she isn't feeling good just because these outside things are happening. But what I offer to her is that she gets to use those things to support her creating her results. And she also gets to take responsibility for her being the creator of those things. She just wasn't deliberately going after. I'm pretty sure she wasn't deliberately going after the job promotion. She wasn't deliberately like trying to be like, I'm so obsessed with being single and successful. Like she wasn't trying to go for those things. She's just feeling really good and really solid and really enjoying her life as a successful single mom, which I don't think she ever thought she was ever going to do when she was in the depths of despair with her marriage not working out. That was not part of her plan. I really wanted her to see the wins. And so she then circled back again. I know this is a long story, but hopefully you're you're on the edge of your seat eating your popcorn listening about Emily's journey because I think it's such an incredible and inspiring one. She circled back again after I said, use that. And she owned the fact that she was drawn towards this unavailable guy who she met out on a Saturday night. And she's like, why am I still attracted to unavailable men? He's so unavailable. He's going through a divorce and he's dating someone else. He's not even officially divorced. He's like double unavailable. She's so fun. And I said, well, A, this isn't a problem, but also B, have you been swiping on people? And she's like, yeah, I've got like two or three matches. And I said, well, tell me about them. And she just wasn't that jazzed about them. And she then said, well, to be honest, I've just been waiting to feel inspired to go on the apps. And I was like, wait a second. You have all these wins from last week that we were talking about. I said, use that and go swipe with urgency 
because you have it. Clean urgency. I have an episode on clean urgency, not anxious urgency like, gotta swipe, I'm in flow, I'm feeling good. That's not what I mean. But, you know, that excitement, that deliberate intention of I'm feeling amazing, I'm gonna take this amazing energy and I'm gonna swipe on people because I'm aware that I'm feeling good and I'm feeling in the flow. And so she was waiting to get into inspiration instead of, managing her mind to get into inspiration. She then started telling me, well, I've got like three people. They're totally showing up. They gave me their numbers. Actually, I was in a bike shop and the guy found me on Instagram and like invited me out, asked me out on a date. He was working in the shop. And I'm like, girl, you are in flow, whether you're interested in these people or not. And so the question I asked her was, why do you think you have this magnetic energy where the job promotion is coming to you, all your relationships, your life feels really good. You're loving your home, your space, your physical space. And all of these men want to ask you out. What's going on? Why do you think that's happening? And so she really just dropped into emotion of how in awe she was of how far she's come and all that she's created. And it just like blows her mind. And so this is I know a very long story just about Emily and I have a couple of more I want to share about, but like this is just such an example of someone who isn't in the results of having found her person, but we're clocking all of her wins along the way. And the more she's focusing on her wins, so much so that she feels emotional and she starts to cry because she's so proud. Oh, it makes me emotional just like reliving that moment. I totally got emotional when she got emotional because she really has been through hell and back and she's in this incredible space and she still keeps showing up for the coaching because she always has the blind spots. We all always have the blind spots. And I was really able to help her see that now is the time and she has all these wins along the way, but she still needs to manage her mind to swipe. You don't have to wait to get into inspiration. The only time I tell my clients to really hit pause on dating, and this is if they're in the find someone better section and if they're struggling, sometimes it's just time to take your hands off the apps. If you're feeling really sad, if you're feeling really down, if you know that you're not intentionally swiping, which I teach you how to do and what that looks like in my course and in my program. So it's really natural to get into those spaces even when you are actually in the find someone better section. So once you get back into flow, don't wait for inspiration to swipe. You know, the automatic thoughts. This is what makes it so tricky. And I I feel like I'm kind of talking around in circles. So I appreciate your patience <laughs> if you're continuing to listen. But we have this result that we want to create. Sometimes we feel like ass and no thought work is going to get us out of it. We just need to feel our negative emotions. We're humans. If you're a woman, maybe you're moving through your period and you're feeling really hormonal and heavy and dark and depressed and sad and lonely, which is so natural and normal. We've all been there. I've definitely been there and will continue to be. And so we've got to let that move through us. And then amazing, inspiring things could happen. Or you feel like you're in a place to thought work your way out of the negative emotion only when you're ready to do that. And then you'll still sometimes have resistance when you're swiping because you then have your automatic thoughts about the people that suck on the apps. So this is the very nuanced work. And this is why Emily has come so far is because she shows up 
consistently for the coaching. And don't forget, if you're not in a position where you want to invest in the one-year group program, buy my course. It's $597. There is a payment plan, a three-month payment plan, and you will gain access to five live group coaching calls. You could still get live coached by me the first week in February. So it's still very accessible to you. Okay, I'm going to move on to my client. I'm going to give her a different name. Emily's very open, but I I want to protect the innocent and I haven't asked for her permission. So I'm going to call her Sarah. And Sarah is in the fall in love with you section. She's very deliberately dating herself. She's figuring out her purpose. But just as I said, we have a result that we want to create, whether it's finding our purpose, healing our hearts, finding our person. There's all kinds of results that you can create in this program with this work. She's currently wanting to figure out her purpose. Some of you might take this course or join my program and say, oh, I already know my purpose. I have my purpose. That's great. But for Sarah, this is something that she is trying to figure out for herself, waking up with purpose and passion in her life. And as life happens, there are other things that bother us. There are other things that distract us. There are other things that disrupt us from wanting to create the result that we want, one of which was a broken friendship that had been struggling for three years or that had been over for three years, I should say. And so Sarah took it upon herself to do some thought work on her own about it. And she came to the call and shared the most beautiful story. She did some thought work on the dissolve of the friendship. And she was honest with me and with herself. The thought work actually didn't make her feel better. She had an intellectual understanding of the thought work. And the thought work was great. It made sense, but it didn't make her feel better. And I said, well, it just sounds like you have clean pain over the friendship. You have an understanding as to how Maybe she didn't reject you. Her thought that she wanted to work was she rejected me, which again, so many of you listening might relate to this thought about a lover, but she was doing this in the fall in love with you section and it was just gnawing at her about this severed friendship. I said, so it's okay. It's okay. We don't always, this is good, you guys. We don't always do thought work just to feel good. Sometimes we do thought work just to gain clarity. Sometimes we do thought work to choose a different kind of emotion, which reminds me of another client who is struggling with cutting contact with all men right now. She knows that she likes to get attention from different men, whether they're friends, whether they are romantic interests. She likes them to scratch the itch to fill her void. And it bothers her that she's doing it, but she's also terrified of not doing it because it's something that she's done for so long. So in her intentional thought work, when she chooses to finally cut all the contact, she's still going to experience negative emotion. She's still going to experience negative emotion doing the right thing for herself. So thought work isn't just change your thoughts and feel all the fluffy rainbows and sunshine feels. So I offered Sarah, you know, it sounds to me like you're just making sense of it and looking how it's true that she didn't reject you, looking at how it might be true that you rejected her. We look at a much bigger picture and just get some wiggle room on this painful story and a better understanding of it. Well, I'm pausing because maybe you're distracted listening. (laughs) Wouldn't you know, after three years 
of not hearing from her and being upset about this friendship that she just did thought work on that didn't even bring her to a happy place about it, Sarah hears from the friend. What? I know. I, my, my jaw was on the floor. Couldn't believe it. And yet at the same time, being that I do what I do, I could believe it. She did thought work. She committed her brain to seeing the situation differently. And I just think that effort alone to heal the broken friendship three years later, and she wasn't tapping her friend on the shoulder, being like, hey, can we talk? She was just doing the inner energetic work. I think, and I don't I don't think we covered this, but I'm sure Sarah is listening because she's a loyal listener and an incredibly committed student. I think she was in true acceptance that it was over. It was just still painful for her. I mean, most people would be in her position if it's been over for three years. And I've been coaching Sarah for a while. She's never brought this up, but it was something that was gnawing at her. And she then, of course, was feeling so much better having heard from the friend. And again, like Emily, Sarah was checking herself with me and said, but I realize I'm only feeling better because I heard from her. I didn't feel better when I did the thought work, Claire. I felt better when I heard from her. But I explained to Sarah in the same way that I'm just unpacking this for all of you is, listen, it was a little gift. You did the work. You still have pain around the severed friendship. But energetically, she was feeling that and consider that a gift. But also, it is a win from all the hard work that you have been doing. We get these little gifts and wins along the way towards creating the bigger results. And who am I to say if one's bigger than the other, but the main results that you think you're coming for when you sign up for a program called Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. And so again, what I love about Emily and what I love about Sarah is that they are showing up. They are on to themselves. They want to be the creator of their experiences. They don't want to rely on outside circumstances creating their experiences. But interestingly enough, I believe that Sarah created that. I believe that Sarah created that reach out, even though it was not intentional or deliberate. Ugh, it's so much fun. Okay, I'm going to just share about one more client. I had a couple of others, but I've been talking for so long. And (laughs) I think think you guys are getting the gist when I covered about Emily and Sarah. But I think that this will be a fun one for you guys. Let's call this client Jen. She is deliberately dating. She too is just super coachable, super committed to the work, very thorough in her self-coaching, an absolute delight. I mean, really, no one in my program isn't a delight, but I'm just talking about these three examples. So I hope that she's listening and appreciating my appreciation for her. It's always nice. I appreciate my coaches appreciating me. So as I said, Jen is in the find someone better section. She's moving and shaking, committed to the work. And she really is struggling with the thought. And I know so many of you think this. I definitely thought this. The guys I like aren't into me. I'm not pretty enough for them. I'm not cool enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm a big one for me. I'm not thin enough. My body isn't hot enough. I mean, all of it. And Jen really has this thought that, yeah, she's not 
pretty enough. Like she's pretty, but she's not like beautiful, gorgeous, hot enough. And we've done a lot of work on, and I teach you how to do this in the find someone better section of my course. And in my program is thinking about who your guy is or a girl and the thoughts that you think about him, but also the thoughts that he thinks about you. If you're in your result, your person thinks that you're the most amazing, beautiful thing in the world. And you know what? I'll also just say on a side, maybe your person doesn't think you're the most beautiful thing in the world, but like they love you and they choose you. I don't even think that your result has to think that. I know for me, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is just coming to me. My last partner, my last boyfriend, I did not think he was the hottest thing on the planet. I did not think he was the sexiest thing on the planet. I was extremely attracted to him. The attraction grew, but I was not like I'm with the hottest man in the world. I do think that now about Larry, Um, but I don't even think it's necessary. But if you want to play with who your guy is or who your partner is and their thoughts about you, and you'd really love them to think that you get to create that. You get to play with that. But of course, we're not making the work. So it's like, there's the work about who he is, your thoughts about him, his thoughts about you. But most importantly, we then focus on what are your thoughts about you? It always reminds me of the mean girls line. You're really pretty. Thanks. So you agree? You think you're really pretty? (laughs) I want every woman in my program to feel like they are the most beautiful, worthy, viable partner for their ideal person. I want them to think that they are the bee's fucking knees on the inside and out, really and truly. And I went from not thinking any of those things to now thinking that I am the bee's fucking knees on the inside and out. I'm already thinking of my Irish listeners being like, oh, I don't know if I could ever go there because we're taught, I was taught to not think or say anything like really positive about myself. I was taught, oh, you don't you don't talk yourself up like that. It's not right. It's not okay. Or I bet my British listeners also relate to that. And I get it. This is not about being cocky and full of yourself. This is just owning and loving you on the inside and out. And if you really do crave a partner to think that about you, you've got to do it for yourself. It is the biggest service that you can do for you. It is the biggest service you can do for your partner. And if you want to have babies, your future babies and everyone around you. It's so much. I remember irritating the shit out of people out of my close friends because I was so obsessive about my body and being skinny and like being pretty enough and all of it, especially in my acting and my modeling years. And it's like really not fun to be around people talking about how ugly, gross and fat they are. That's just a side note. Now, Jen is not speaking about herself in that way. She did say, oh my gosh, there are definitely days where I feel fat, blah, blah, blah. Again, it didn't strike me to be, you know, as bad as what my issues were. But, you know, what it really just comes down to is her owning her own beauty. And when we started to just dissect a little bit more, and shine a light on that. You know, she was one of her questions and ask a coach was, should I change my my profile pictures on my app? And I'm like, well, A, I don't even know what they look like. B, I don't even need to see what they look like because C, you just have to love your profile pictures. And she was curious if she should change them because she went on a date with a guy and he was like, oh, you're so much better in real life than you were in your pictures. But what's so interesting is Larry said the same thing to me. You look so much better in real life than you do in your pictures. And 
He was very complimentary, loved my pictures, but just said, oh, so much better in real life. And the truth is, and I offered this to Jen, was, you know what? Even if it hadn't worked out with Larry, and I knew that he said, you look so much better in person than even in your pictures, I never would have changed the pictures because I think they're the best pictures that really show me accurately. And I felt the same about everything I wrote in my profile. I loved everything about my profile and I wasn't going to change it because one person thought differently about it, even the now love of my life. So I wanted her to start owning her looks, owning her pictures, owning her profiles and not reacting off of what someone else's opinion was, especially the opinion of someone she went on a date with who she revealed she wasn't even interested in. So it's just one guy's opinion. Now, I'm not giving Jen a hard time. I think we all do this. Should I say this? Should I say that? But when we're so clear on our result, i.e. the partner of our dreams, we are not worried about what they think about our profiles because the partner of our dreams is obsessed with our profiles. And the way we're going to attract a partner of our dreams to be obsessed with our profiles is if we are obsessed with our own profiles first. So I'm just offering all this nitty-worky, nitty-witty-worky. <laughs> Guys, I've been talking for a long time today. I've coached for quite some time and now I'm just, you know, we're like over 40 minutes in. But... I'm I'm offering you this nitty-gritty, nuanced, fine-tuned work of, of your brain having thoughts and uncertainty about the way you look, about the way you present yourself in your profile, about your belief that the guys that you like and go for won't go for you, right? It's very, each of these are separate thoughts and beliefs and reactions. And the beauty of coaching is that I help you break each of those down separately instead of letting them all be mumble jumble, tangled up stories it, that you're carrying around in your brains. And then you continue to swipe and you continue to date and then you continue to react and then you continue to change your appearance or change your pictures. And you're totally changing actions without unwinding and unraveling the tangled up mind. And so I love that Jen has risen to the occasion on each of these beliefs. And so interestingly enough, she shares this week that she matches with a guy who she totally is attracted to. And one of the first things he said to her was, I am so glad that we matched. You are absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous was the word that he used. The guy who she was totally attracted to on the apps. And I know we don't know what he looks like in person, whatever. And so I really did coach Jen hard on this one because I think the difference is, is that she found it fun and it was almost like it was a surprise to her. Whereas when we circle back to the first client I just talked about, Emily, when I asked her, why do you think you're in this magnetized flow? She got so emotional because she knows she's different. And Jen, who's much newer to the program, newer to my program, I'm not sure she's fully there yet. And so she was on to herself too. Am I feeling better because this hot guy gave me the gorgeous stamp of approval? But she still gets to celebrate the win. It's still fun. 
She still gets to swipe. She still gets to do the work on on owning her own gorgeousness before needing to get that validation from someone else. And I do believe she got that unexpected win because of the way that she has been showing up in deep awareness. And she has also been someone who has really been willing to lean into her negative emotion of how, I I hate to say the word poorly because I don't think she thinks poorly of herself, but just how low-leveled her self-worth thoughts are about herself when it comes to her finding her ideal guy. She's just been leaning in. She's been really curious about her thoughts and her beliefs. She's felt shame for old stories coming up in this work that she thought she had already healed. And I said, girlfriend, that's why you're here. And then uncovering a new belief that she realizes that she has about herself. I can't remember it now off the top of her uh, off the top of my head, but I remember in a recent ask a coach exchange she said, "Oh, it brings up shame for me to realize that I have this thought about myself. I didn't even realize that I had this thought about myself." And I said, "Well, I'm so glad you're in this program to uncover this belief and thought about yourself so that we can heal it so that you can find your guy sooner than later." So there are so many wins, and I love that my clients are recognizing that they don't want to rely on those wins in order to create their results, but they get to take responsibility. They get to celebrate those wins and use them towards creating their results. I love it so much. I love you all so much. I hope you head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com either purchase my course, lifetime access to it. You will gain five live bonus group coaching calls with me the first week of February or apply for my one-year group program and have these kinds of meaty interactions like Jen and Sarah and Emily or apply for my one-on-one mentorship. It's a six-month one-on-one coaching commitment and I'm taking on one person right now. I'd have space for one one-on-one client if the program isn't working for you. With times, I have a couple of one-on-one clients or you would not feel like you're in a safe space because you might be well-known and you really want to keep your privacy, which I totally understand. So I have a few people who would not be able to be anonymous in the group and some people who legitimately time-wise because of usually work that they can't make any of the calls. And I would have to have a better understanding of your situation because I I know you can create the same results in the program as you can with the one-on-one. The one-on-one is not designed so that I hold your hand more. I still make you do just as much work as the ladies in the one-year program. And the ladies in the one-year program, as I said in the beginning of this episode, are just amplifying the work and growing at a faster rate because they're so inspired by what is happening with other women in the group. So I think that's everything, my loves. That was a long, fun episode. But celebrate your wins. Celebrate the work that you have been doing that has been working. That will help you get so much closer to where you want to go. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. Bye. 
My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after. 